this is your checkmate. Today I want to talk about planetization or the birth of civilization type 1. Now, as I often say, there are two sort of high roads to prosperity and to the wealth of nations and even to better ethical behavior of a nation. And one of them is the ability to think in two worlds, the ability to think abstractly. The first of this kind was the invention of language. Now we have the invention of the mythological internet and digital ways of communicating with each other. And the second pillar is the ability to cooperate peacefully with as vast number of different free people as possible. Now I want to devote our minutes to the second part. Now, I like theoretical physics. Theoretical physics is uh, somewhat of a lay hobby. I'm a great fan of reading all the popular literature and studying what's happening um, in this, this field of science. And one of the things that I've learned from, from Michio Kaku and Carl Sagan and uh, Fermi and other very influential physicists, what they do in the evening, they think about other thoughts than just pure mathematics and pure science and they dream and one of the questions they are asking is um, this is called the Fermi paradox where are all the civilizations why are we the only civilization out there so far that we know of and one of the explanations is that um, there must have been civilizations before but they've destroyed themselves because they couldn't trespass so to speak their own shadow and they had problems transferring from civilization type 0 to civilization type 1 or later to civilization type 2 and 3. So a civilization type 1 is a civilization according to the physicist that can use all the energy that the planet actually has at its disposal. So um, all the energies of the planet combined and of course the sun rays which have fallen and do still fall on the planet. Once we are able to completely use this energy and be in control of it, we will become a civilization type 1. Civilization type 1 has also very interesting economic and political uh, properties. Civilization type 1 is a planetary civilization. It's a civilization where we have a planetary council like parliament or senate where we agree things together that when maybe one day this planet will be able to trespass the very um, critical stage of going forward nation against nation and now we're coming to the place where nations are cooperating and then we can see not only thanks to the united states of america but also in united europe how we are trying to unite the world together so that we can trade and prosper and not and not war so a planetary civilization type 1 has global rules. I think there's such an abundance of uh, bureaucracy on the national level and a large part of that is due to the fact that there is no regulations and no law on the supranational level. I mean just imagine if we had some sort of tax agreement the law would be same everywhere and every country would be free to choose um, which taxes it wants to have at, at what level so the height would be choosable but the system would be same. Can you imagine how uh, that would simplify the national uh, tax law and, and tax code? So um, at the expense of um, overgrown national bureaucracy comes the fact that we are unable to coordinate each other as mankind. That's planetary civilization type 1.
planetary civilization type two can sort of control sort of galaxy in a political way. So now we're moving, you know, into the sort of Star Wars and Star Trek um, category. But so far, let's pause on the civilization type zero and civilization type one. We are very close, according to the physicist, we're very close to being civilization type one. We are still civilization type zero, but a civilization transferring from zero to one has some birth pains. Carl Sagan calls it the puberty of civilization type zero becoming a responsible planetary civilization type one. And um, there, are, there are of course lots of texts and lots of interesting remarks on the civilization type one, but let me just add um, a couple of points here. First of all, internet is a typical institution of a civilization type one. Uh, it is independent of, um, uh, of a state, it is independent where you're from, it's independent of your race, it's independent of your age. You can, free, you can move there as freely as anybody else and uh, it is organized on a planetary level. It's our common internet that we are building and we are learning how to cooperate with each other, at least on the realm of the internet, so far pretty, pretty, pretty easily. Um, something that's in between type zero and type one are national companies. This is also why taxing is becoming so difficult because companies are of course trying to trespass the national border and be global uh, producers or sellers or providers. This is in contrast, uh, very stark contrast to politics. National politics is on the other hand a typical organization of a civilization type zero. You simply have to elect your own Americans to lead Americans and all checks to lead checks and there is very little international cooperation so to speak in the choice of our of our democratically elected leaders so it might be that internet will be the entity that will be sort of channeling and moving us to a new country the country of internet which is very uh, welcoming to immigrants which we are all younger are more readily accepted and more let's say vigorous and agile on the realm of internet than the old ones it welcomes the poor pretty much the same manner that it welcomes the rich the internet is pretty much the same except for some exclusive content but um, by and large there's never been a platform so common to the poor and to the rich so impossible to distinguish who is who what color what race what sex what uh, even religious um, belief one holds so um, maybe COVID will speeden up this process because this is the first time that our whole civilization has uh, illness with the whole civilization caught a flu-like but much more dangerous illness we've always had this one nation was down on its knees and it was not healthy either politically or economically or health-wise but now this has for the first time in history of this planet happened to the whole planet in the same direction at the same time so I remember from my university studies when we were trying to think of what creates an identity of an entity the best we usually came up saying well you know it's such a pity that we don't have any enemies because it's very easy to unite anything pretty much against a common enemy I mean if we've been as mankind attacked by some alien um, invaders suddenly we would fight side by side Chinese American Czech Russian German French um, um, Bolivian it wouldn't really matter because there would be a major threat but none of us imagined that this common enemy could look like COVID and now we do have a common enemy of mankind it's an invisible enemy but 
perhaps um, this will help us to unite and fight against it both scientifically, economically, and politically. So um, maybe what we are seeing during our lifetime is a very, well, not so gradual, actually quite, quite dramatic, but uh, dramatic and gradual transition to a planetary civilization type one. This has been your Checkmate.